What's going on, guys? You are listening to the Lens Culture Photography Podcast, hosted by myself, Jonathan Pajak. And I just want to let you guys know the purpose of this podcast is to help all of you guys, photographers, videographers in this awesome industry, grow your business. That is the main purpose here. If you want to access anything I reference in this episode, be sure to head down to the show notes of the episode for additional information. Enough talking. Let's get right into it. What a day. What a day. Guys, I've been grinding so hard today. Grind, grind, grind. Everybody says that. Uh, Maybe it's the caffeine. I don't know. (laughs) Guys, I hope you're so pumped for today's episode because we're diving deeper into raising your prices. Um, If you were to ask some of my closest friends and family, they would probably tell you that I was scared uh, to raise my prices. And honestly, they they wouldn't be lying. So to talk about this now, it's kind of crazy for me. But in today's episode, I want to help you guys... um, raise your prices, understand, you know, kind of the the caveats around it, when's the right time, how to do it, stuff like that. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today. How's everybody's week going so far? I'm sorry I didn't upload a podcast episode last week, wasn't feeling too well, so I decided to take the week off. But we're back at it again with a Wednesday upload, and I couldn't be more excited to talk about pricing today, guys. Um, And again, there's different different sections of this, um, so we'll definitely be getting into it a little bit deeper in the episode. For those that are listening, if you could just take a brief moment to leave me a review of the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. We are getting really close to episode 50. I'm thinking of doing a small giveaway. Um, do you guys have any ideas of what you'd be interested in? I was thinking about, okay, should I do something photography related, something video related? Should I just do like an Amazon gift card? I don't know. Something cool to just like, you know, inaugural 50th episode. I feel like it's just a kind of like a cool milestone. Usually my episodes last around 30 minutes. So that's like, what, 25 hours people have listened to me talk about this, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, so leave her a podcast review on whatever app you're listening to. That'd be great. I really appreciate it, guys. But let's hop right into the episode. All right. So first things first is I want to talk about your current pricing. Current pricing is and what I'm referencing to is where you, what you're currently charging for your services. Um, just like in life with other things like the gym or or uh, relationships or books or Netflix shows, we always get comfortable um, with where we're at. We always get comfortable at rereading the same book, rewatching the same show, going to the same restaurant, ordering the same thing. Um, and then pricing is a great example of this. A lot of times we're going to get um, kind of content or stuck or um, comfortable with the price you're making, uh, a price that you're happy with, you know. Oftentimes, I'll ask other friends that are vendors as well that are closer with me, not necessarily random people I just work with one time. Um, and I often ask them, like, why haven't you raised your pricing? Like, I've seen your work. It's gotten a lot better over these past few years. Like, why haven't you raised your pricing? And a lot of times it's, be- a lot of times it's because, you know, they're scared. They're worried. And that's a little bit of my, my perspective as well um, a little bit ago is that I was always constantly worried about raising my prices and losing out on you know, potential clients, more money, stuff like that, or losing just the money you were making in general. Um, with that said, there are many problems that will arise when you never increase your pricing. And we'll go over that a little bit more later on in the episode. But knowing the potential about these problems is crucial so that you can like avoid them. Okay, so your current price, whether you're doing a package system or an a la carte or an hourly, um, we all have a rate or price that we would be happy to go shoot a wedding or work a wedding for. Notice that I said happy. Um, I don't know if the word happy 
is like the literal definition in this situation where you're really happy um, and excited. But don't mistake happy for thrilled or excited when it comes to pricing um, because our craft grows as, as, you know, as your craft grows, you always will be desiring more um, and more, you know, as you get better and more talented and stuff like that, you're always going to think, huh, I'm happy with this price, but I actually be really, really thrilled or excited or super content if I was making X amount or something um, along those lines. A photographer friend of mine once told me that I will never be thrilled with um, my pricing because my craft will always continue to grow or style will continue to grow as we learn more and stuff like that. Um, I've, Like I said, I've experienced for sure, I think a lot of people experience with things like maybe exercising, like we always go to the gym because we want to look better, but once you reach that goal you previously set, now you have like a new goal, so it's, it's constantly ever-changing. So as far as current pricing, sometimes you need to ask yourself a few things. Um, how long has my price been at this point? If you've been charging $1,500 for four hours, six hours of coverage for the last like six years, unless there's some sort of strategy around why you're charging $1,500 for that long, um, that may be a little odd, um, especially because it's like, ha- has your work not gotten better in the last four or five years that you've been charging that much? Or again, and I say strategy because you could have a strategy of like, that's my like, I keep that low because no one ever books it and I can mark it as I'm starting at X amount of money so that people can get in the door, then I can just upsell later on. Again, if you have some sort of strategy, um, that's a different a different thing. But you really do have to ask yourself, you know, how long has my current pricing been at um, for this foreseeable time? I urge you that when you do decide to, you know, up your price or you were considering it even, set a date and reminder in your phone, something where you can kind of look back and quickly see, oh, okay, this, I set this pricing, you know, almost two years from now. Maybe I should look into doing that again, or maybe I should look into seeing how many weddings I booked at that pricing that, that I didn't book at, you know, 1300 or a little bit cheaper or something like that. Um, and kind of look at it like that, because sometimes you have to think to yourself, um, more from an analytic perspective, especially when it comes to pricing, that's something where you definitely have to think about it. So knowing that start date on a new price set, or maybe even a decreased price set or something like that, if you're running a sale for the first time ever, um, doing stuff like that can be very crucial because you can look back at that and analyze it so that when you're doing what you're currently doing, which is trying to figure out if you want to raise your prices, you can look back and understand, okay, I raised them on this date, or this was my first booking at this price. Some other great things that you should um, kind of correlate to your current pricing um, to analyze whether you want to raise it or stay where you're at is, you know, it could be creativity. It could be professionalism you offer. Do you now sit down and have lunch with every couple? Do you, Are you always showing up on time early? Um, it could be the quantity of bookings. Um, at any certain point. So if you are charging 1500 for a six hour package and you always, you know, you're doing 35 weddings a year and then you upped it to, you know, 1700 and you're still doing 3,500 weddings a year. Well, that that's an extra, you know, $3,500. Um, a lot of things you need to take into a factor. So let's pretend that you've sat down and, you know, you sat down and you've went through and you've kind of looked at all of the numbers and stuff when it pertains to your pricing um, for your current So let's pretend that you have sat down and thought, wow, I've been at this pricing for two years now, 
I've added like 10K in gear and my work has doubled in quality. Well, maybe it may be a great time to raise your prices. Um, This is just one example. Understanding the right time to raise your prices is crucial because not only will it help you with the stress of potentially not booking more couples or losing out on clients, but being um, somewhat structured with your decision making is crucial when you're wanting to be consistent and methodical. I know a lot of friends of mine that, um, you know, here in Florida, our off season is, it could be anywhere from uh, May to usually around like September, um, like the very hot months here. I know people that every year in June sit down and analyze their pricing. They look at their analytics from the past year, the past booking season. They look about um, everything and they kind of sit down and they think, okay, are we going to raise this year? Are we going to keep our pricing this year? Are we going to do a um, a sale this year? Maybe something just always being structured and, 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 and methodical about how you're going to do this. I would definitely say, um, don't raise your prices during a very stressful time, um, especially like here. You know, we I would never do that during our season. Like I would never be in like December or January here in Florida and be like, I'm going to raise my prices right now and update all my documents and website and Instagram and all this stuff that where my pricing is listed um, and do all that during a weekend where I have two weddings and next week I have another wedding and next week I have another wedding. It's like constantly go, go, go. Um, also, with that said, little sidebar, guys, have in my notes, I have everywhere just a list of everywhere that my starting pricing is listed. And I think it's five places right now. So Instagram, website, Facebook, I believe, all of these places where my starting pricing is listed and I go to make, and when I do up it, um, I make sure to go in there and, you know, make sure that I change all of them so there's no discrepancy and stuff like that. Just a little sidebar for you guys to know. But the first thing I always tell um, people is to take account for, for obviously yourself when you're th- when you're thinking about raising your pricing is your calendar. How many wedding how many weddings a year do you have booked? Is that number low to you? Is that high to you? Is it kind of just right? Do you really even know if it's low or high? Have you only been in business for a year or so? Um, creating value around you and your brand is crucial when trying to justify a certain price point. Um, and with that said, inherently, when you raise your prices, you should expect a small percentage um, decrease in total clients if that increase is not some astronomical amount. Um, a great example of using your calendar is for the wedding photographer who has booked up 50 plus weddings a year, let's just say 50, um, and is consistently being stressed and, and overbooked um, and just always exhausted from shooting weddings and is, is kind of lacking some of that creativity because they're just, you know, I got to shoot, I got to get these sneak peeks out because next week I have another two, you know, so it's like constantly go, go, go. Um, and maybe also that photographer that's not outsourcing their editing because um, some people do do that. Um, they kind of create, you know, custom presets, outsource their edit outsource their editing so it takes that little bit of stress off of them um paying i think some people pay like close like sometimes like 30 or 40 cents an image it can come down to um but by raising this photographer by raising their prices they can book less weddings while also making the same amount of money a great example of that is let's say you charge and these are good numbers but let's say you charge ten thousand dollars for a wedding okay so you charge $10,000 for a wedding and you do 10 weddings a year. That's $100,000. So let's say you only want to do, you know, five weddings a year. These are horrible numbers, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, will you raise your prices to, you know, let's just say you do, 
let's say you double your prices. This is so unrealistic. Let's say you double your prices to 20 grand. Well, now you're making the same amount of money, but you're only shooting, you know, five weddings. A prime example of this, I would say, would be like a $2,000 starting price point. You do, you know, let's say you do 50 weddings a year, $2,000. Well, now you're doing $100,000 a year and you're like, you know what? I'm done doing that. I'm going to do I'm raising my pricing to $3,000 and that brings your 50 down to 40. Well, now you're making 120K and doing 10 less weddings. Or let's say it brings it even down less to 35. Well, now you're doing $105,000 and shooting less weddings. So it's it's less time you're having to work because your value is higher, your creativity is higher, and obviously your pricing is a little bit higher as well. On the contrary, some people just love to shoot more and some people love to shoot less. Um, and devote all their energy into the, a set number of clients. Some people say, hey, these are my prices. I charge this because I want to put the max amount of effort into every single one of my couples. I take on 15 weddings a year, and that is why I charge this amount. But you're getting 100% me. You know, I'm responding to every email, every text message, because I only have to worry about total of 10 of you a year. You know, so that's a great selling point for more higher end photographers that aren't charging, you know, $1,500, $2,000 a wedding. They're charging five, six, seven, even up to the tens, um, $1,000 price point because um, they're on a higher end clientele and they've kind of enforced that value onto their couples and clients. Okay, so you might be asking, okay, but how how do I raise my prices? Like, how do I raise my prices? You've told me a little bit about when to raise. You told me a little bit about, um, you know, kind of analyzing my current pricing. But how do I do it? Um, the first thing I would say is decide on your pricing increase. Um, you can decide on this basically through uh, some few factors. The first thing is market research. Look on, I mean, some people always don't post their starting pricing. Some people don't even post, um, I mean, some people will post their starting pricing. Some people won't. But the best thing I've always found is look at your market research. Do some market research. Look into your local area. See what, you know, the average starting photographer with your skill level or and which you're kind of basing this off just editing. Um, your skill level is kind of at, you know, if you're average photographer in your area with five plus years of experience, let's just say five years, you know, and has really nice, beautiful images, has a lot of galleries on their website, is charging three grand and you really truly feel like your work matches up with them and you're charging $2,000, maybe you're actually on the lower end and that's why you're filling up your client, your calendar so quickly and turning down a lot of weddings. Um, first things first, sorry, I didn't say this earlier. If you're turning down you know, 10, 10 weddings, 10, 15 weddings a year, you need to raise your prices for sure. Even if it's just a few hundred dollars, um, that'll kind of weed out some of those people that are on the edge that you know when people reach out for that same date in like, you know, a month or a week that aren't on the edge, they're going to book you at that little bit of a higher price. Uh, but back to market research, that is huge because you can kind of understand in your area what the average person is paying for somebody that's decent, that's not just like a Facebook photographer. Um, booking trends is huge too. Um, like I said, filling up your calendar really early. If you're filling up your calendar, calendar really, really early in the year, um, again, like I said, though, a lot of this comes down to your desires. Um, do you want to have your calendar booked out really early so you can plan out vacations or n know when to cut off the amount of weddings and don't have to deal with inquiries anymore? Um, your booking trends are huge on this. Like for me, I noticed that I rescheduled three weddings from 2020 to 2021. So by subtracting three of my total 2021 bookings, because those were technically already booked, I am already right now at a all-time high in my business of bookings 
for six months prior. So in June, six months prior to 2021, I had already set a record of 22 weddings booked. And that was a record by seven weddings for me. I, I was at like 15 the year prior, and I picked up like I think eight or nine throughout the early months of that same year. Um, so for me, by seeing these these booking trends that I'm booking up early, and I'm booking up um, in a way that um, makes sense for me to raise my pricing to where I can still have some random open dates available later in the year um, or, or the startish of our season. Um, that'll help me with being able to, you know, still add on clients that will justify a little bit of a higher price point. Um, also, look at your booking objections. Um, what are why are people not booking you? Obviously, if they're ghosting, you can't really know what the reason is. But if people do respond and say, hey, we went with somebody else because of experience, because of price, um, because of, you know, there's so many different excuses and reasons, but look at your booking objections. Sometimes if you're hearing price a lot, um, maybe you're higher than your market, than your market um, averages, or maybe you're, maybe you're too um, zealous on what you should be making because you're like, I'm the freaking best. But um, sometimes looking at your booking object- objections can really help. And also on the your average client, um, the average client you want to be booking or your ideal client um, is crucial because you can kind of get an idea. If you look back at your last year and you see all the couples you worked with and you think to yourself, wow, these six were amazing. What package did each six of these people, like I would love to work with any one of them or their exact replicas or clones again, what package did they book? Did they all book kind of higher higher packages? Well, maybe your ideal client actually has a little bit more money to spend um, than your you know non-ideal client. Um, but again, all this kind of comes down to your specific business and, and the intricacies within itself. So kind of look over some of these things, you know, your market research, the booking trends, the objections, even clients that are like on the edge, um, or also clients that have added things on after the fact, do you get a lot of people that at, sorry about that guys. Do you get a lot of um, people that add videos after the fact or albums or stuff like that to their galleries? Um, This is huge to kind of understand, okay, 80% of my clients are adding on, you know, a bunch of prints, a album. I mean, a lot of people don't add prints and albums out there. Are they adding a second shooter? Are they adding extra hours of coverage? this is a great idea and understanding on how to see, okay, they're spending money even after they book me, which probably means that their budget was a little bit higher than what they my starting pricing or booking price was. Um, all these types of factors will always do a great job in helping you figure out if the pricing you're currently offering is a good representation of the couple like that you want to attract and stuff like that. So with that said, set a plan. Um, this could be the plan to raise your pricing. It could it could vary. Um, for new people, I'll always say it's like do a per project thing for sure. Um, maybe do your first few weddings for free. Then the next ones do like 250 bucks, and then maybe add an extra $100 every wedding after that. And then, or maybe even do like every five weddings, I'll add a th- 500 or a thousand, some sort of per project basis if you're fresh out the gate. That's a great way to do it. You could also, also do like quantity of projects. So Every 10th wedding, I'll raise my price X amount. Um, I wouldn't suggest monthly. I don't really know people who do. I do know a few people that did during the season, like a, like a monthly type thing. So during like engagement season, season when people are booking, um, they, they, they raise their prices on like a monthly type basis. Um, but setting a plan is huge because you can adequately execute steps needed to ensure you won't be losing um, a substantial amount of money from your, your couples and clients that would have booked you at a, at a lower price point. 
Um, when you're first starting off, you'll always be cheap. That's just a given. Um, free weddings here and there. Um, but with that said, once you start becoming a legitimate business, paying taxes, have expenses, cheap will go out the door real fast, guys. Trust me on that one. I still remember the moment it hit for me after I quit my full-time job and um, and started my business full-time. I remember thinking like, wow, I'm paying these taxes. I'm trying to get more gear. I'm paying second shooters. Like I've got to raise my prices or else I'm not going to be making a livable income for myself. Um, but yeah, set a plan and execute your plan. You can either... Um, be quiet or you can be loud about raising your prices. Some people love posting about it and, and, and for them, their clients that had already booked them at a lower price, it makes them feel better about, you know, their photographer, videographers. Um, obviously you're only doing this, like I wouldn't recommend raising your pricing, um, when you're really established, like a lot, I would say maybe once or two times a year. Again, some people follow that, that idea of doing it during your off season and stuff like that. We all have a specific type of clientele. Um, we would want, obviously we'd love to work with um, that specific type of clientele. So analyze your clientele and ask yourself um, in the market that you're in, obviously maybe hyping up your prices will increase your appeal in the market, um, will increase your likelihood to, you know, to attract that type of clientele and stuff like that. Uh, last little tidbit I wanna touch on guys is just staying firm in your price. Showing value is a main component in this industry that, that we work in. Um, and in my opinion, justifying your price by showing your value is huge. Uh, value varies in so many different ways. Um, a horrible example that I like came up with this as I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today would be like a paint sprayer. <laughs> and I only say this because I just actually bought one. So my whole life I've done like, you know, painting on the wall with a roller, you know, you dip it into the thing and you paint your wall with a roller. Like that's how our parents did it. That's how I did it. Um, but I I justify or I compare this to like ceremony pictures. Like you're, you hire a photographer just to capture a ceremony and the paint sprayer, like a machine that sprays an even layer paint that gets the job done and literally 10 times faster is like full wedding day coverage like showing the value the value of that paint sprayer is huge i'm getting so much more for it i'm getting so much aka quicker because it's painting faster but more photos in essence um and creating value on yourself and your business and if you do that your couples will never hesitate on the price that you have set especially if your work is amazing to back it up Ooh, I feel like I was going for a while there, guys, for a pretty long time talking about pricing. If you want to know more info on like how to just kind of structure yourself from the from the beginning, I actually have a whole episode on you know pricing yourself on financial success. Um, it's actually with a really good friend of mine. His name is David Zhao. He has an awesome YouTube channel. Um, check that episode out for sure if you want to talk or listen um, to more about pricing. Um, but that's all I have for you guys today. Again, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to connect with me on Instagram and YouTube. Um, post there pretty frequently. If you have any questions, don't feel for, don't feel bad sliding into the DMs. Um, and lastly, guys, please review the podcast. I'd really, really appreciate it. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace.